previously on Just Cow in the City. Because this kind of shit is pissing me off. But I told it to get lost. Look how I went from joyful to, to, to pissed off again. I was like, this is some Raiders of the Lost Ark shit. Nobody wants healthy at a funeral. You want to go for it all? Like, let's just eat bad. Where are the wings? Oh, what I should have gotten was the gobbler without the cheese. They got everything they got was wrong. Take your parade somewhere else, too. Jerk off. Yeah, that's right. Hotcha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Just Cow in the City, October 18, 2022 edition. Just cruising through the month of October and the year 2022. It all always happens so fast, especially when you get to Labor Day all the way to New Year's. 2023 will be upon us shortly. Don't you hate the odd-numbered years? Aren't those the worst? I don't know why. Just sort of a feeling we get 2023 that doesn't sound like fun 2022 sounds exciting and futuristic 2023 sounds boring and dull but what a year it's gonna be for me dave jusko i guess i have to say that every year otherwise i think i'll kill myself but otherwise uh, no it's all good it's all good everything's cool just uh heading into whatever we gotta do i'll uh tell you a couple things before we get started here today uh, for instance you know as you know well, first of all, uh, as you know, all the stuff I did last week, I did end up getting sick, as I knew I would, from uh, you know partying two, three nights in a row and uh, not sleeping, and that's I didn't catch COVID or anything, but of course I got a sore throat, but I'm recovering and everything's fine. But it's so classic; I know myself really well, and uh, I can't believe I, I, you know, I don't catch COVID because you know that's that's when you catch it. You know, your, your body's down, your immune system's down. But everything's fine. I didn't feel any like you know uh, temperature or anything. I just was uh, you know I get my uh, typical sore throat or whatever it is, and of course it could just be weather related. I don't know. You know it gets colder and whatever it does, uh, what are you gonna do? So I take I keep forgetting to take that Flonase. Take that Flonase. Uh, do a little humidifier in the night that clears itself up. Pretty good. Because the last time I think that sore throat lasted for like a month. But this time we're all good to go, although my voice is always a little uh, messed up, I guess, at this time of the day, and it gets better as it goes on. But anyway, it doesn't affect the podcast in any way. Even if I had a sore throat, I'd be giving it to you, but good. And remember, this time I'm going to see to it that you get the boot, but good. Uh, What did you say? Bony ass. Get your bony ass out of my sight. Now, that's a little scene from uh, Working Girl. You might remember it. Uh, Miss Parker, let me ask you a question. How did you come up with the idea for Trask to buy up Metro? How did I, uh, well, let's see, the, um... The impulse. What led you to put the two together? Well, you know, I would have to check my files. I can't recall exactly the, um... Well, generally. 
It's not as if it was in the mainstream. You know, it would have to be the, um... Jack, help me out here. Orrin, I beg your pardon, but if... If you are insinuating... Miss Parker, if I were you, I'd go to your office and take a long, last look around. Because in about five minutes, I'm going to see to it that you get the boot. But good. Orrin, this is a simple misunderstanding, and I... You cannot... I can and I will. Now get your... What did you call it? Bony ass. Right. Bony ass out of my sight. Uh, the same guy from Trading Places. And whatever you do, no excitement. Of course, that's a red herring. That leaves us nowhere in the, the movie Trading Places. Now, why am I bringing that up? I have no idea. This is the kind of stuff, again, you can catch from my teaching course where the kids are going to be so confused. Wait, what movie are we talking about? What is he doing? He just keeps going through the different genres. I don't understand. But anyway, they, uh, I got the poster. I'll show you on the bonus show this week. The poster for uh, for my class. It's hilarious. The one that's going to go up over campus. I still, I still can't even believe it. It's the funniest thing. So I forgot to tell you that last week when my mother and my sister and I were at that Chinese restaurant, I said, you know, Rona, <laughs> you know, finally now you can tell your friends that your son is a college professor. And she's like, well, you're not really. I'm like, shut the fuck. You know, you are really a piece of shit. This is exactly what happened when Sarah's Silverman's brother-in-law was going to run for president of Israel which was, I thought, exciting. Now, my mother had gone to Israel, and she had dinner with Susie, Rabbi Susie, you know, Sarah's sister, and and her husband, you know, and her family. And I said, well, won't that be exciting? I mean, can you imagine if uh, you could tell people you went to dinner at the president of Israel's house? And she goes, well, you know, the president doesn't really have a lot of power. And I'm like, you know what? You ungrateful little prick. I can't even believe you. I mean, she's right, but that's not the point of the story. So then Beth goes, well, you know, I, my daughter is going to, you can tell your, my granddaughter is going to be a doctor. Well, she's going to be a dentist. I'm like, Jesus Christ, you're a horrible woman. You are just the absolute worst. Unbelievable. This is just like George Cassandra. Finally, when people ask, what do you do? I can finally tell him something good and I'm already engaged. Well, I'm not engaged, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, now, now I guess I can. What do you do? I'm a college professor. Can't even believe it myself. Folks, I mean, this can't last. This is not going to happen. I know it's all happening, but it's just like, this, this can't be right. This is just so weird and so funny, and there's just nothing better about it. My son is uh, my son's a college professor. No, he's not. We just saw him today. He's an idiot. Well, he's, you know, going to be. Uh. So, anyway, oh, also, um, you know, I got a text from uh, uh, Dave Elliott our friend uh, down the down the shore, and he told me number one that he was also watching those Yom Kippur, uh, the temp, the same thing me and Beth and my mom were watching, but in Florida, how about that range with his mom, and he loved it too. It's so weird. All the people that don't really care for temple or want to go to temple, kind of had this experience, and also he liked the movie Elvis. Which was surprising. I didn't hear from any uh, anybody else. He thought it was good. He thought it was a good depiction of how this guy kind of ruined Elvis's life. Listen, maybe I got to watch the last uh, hour of it. I will tell you this though. I started watching Blonde yesterday. I was reading the uh, TV guide, <laughs> and I'm like, "All oh, right, right." I wanted to watch that. What was her name? Anna Diarmas, I think. The beautiful, beautiful Anna Diarmas. 
as Marilyn Monroe. So I start watching this blonde movie. And remember, I told you I was pretty excited about it because she's so pretty. But although I don't really care for any movies about Marilyn Monroe, and I don't like when girls dress up as Marilyn Monroe because I do not find her attractive. You know, she's 1950s attractive, not 2022 attractive. But Anna Diarmas is 2022 attractive. So I'm like, well, let me take a listen. And, 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 and not that this woman is terrific. I mean, she did a great job. But this movie, again, sucks. And maybe it's just not what I was expecting. But boy, was it dull. I turned it off in a half hour this time. Oh, my God. They just have her. It's, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Again, if anyone else has seen it, it's on Netflix. And the weird part is when I was looking for it, like it doesn't come up on anything. It doesn't come up on most watched or recommended. Like I really had to search for it. And that only came out two weeks ago. So something is definitely wrong with that. I, I can't be that crazy about that. I mean, that I think I, I don't think it came out the way they wanted or whatever the case may be, let alone get ready. When I saw it, I'm like, whoa, whoa, two hours and 48 minutes. You got to be fucking kidding me. I couldn't get through the first half hour, which is why I'm guessing no one's talking about it. But uh, I will tell you, this week has been unbelievable in the life of the very strange existence of Just Gal in the City. You want to just go, you, you want to know why I call this podcast Just Gal in the City? Well, I am going to tell you this week a city story that just fits the title of this podcast, which only a few of you who listen to this podcast can totally understand. I am the only person, with, what I'm saying is, with no means and and you know very limited uh, brain capacity that can that can call a show just Guy in the city and, and and especially at this age and have this um kind of uh, thing happen i mean that it is interesting you know it's very easy to you know have uh, i don't i don't have an example something like gwyneth paltrow called her gwyneth in the city cuz she lives this you know lifestyle you're expecting but mine really is i got to say it is it really is unbelievable and you, you know, my mother's like, you got to write a book. And I'm like, you know, you add in the college, pro-. she's like, you know, college professor. And I'm like, that is just a footnote in the, uh, the scheme of things of, you know, what, what I do in this uh, city in this lifetime. So I will tell you on Saturday, you know, on Saturday, Saturday, uh, well, you know, it's funny um, on Friday, I was supposed to go out with this girl and I was just, you know, all I ever do is look up restaurants. I'm looking up restaurants. I'm looking up restaurants to find that are good, but don't look cheap, but are less expensive. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always searching. I'm searching because I never know where to go. I mean, that's the one thing Just Guy on the City cannot provide. It can give you restaurant reviews, but I can't choose the restaurant. I can't recommend restaurants. You know, I don't, people say, well, where should we go? I'm in this neighborhood. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep track. I can only tell you to go for wings at Scruffy Duffy's. That's about it. So I was looking up where to go, and um, I was so happy when this girl texted like, oh, you know, my hours changed and I can't make it. I'm like, oh, thank God, because I just, I, I, I don't know, I just couldn't get it together. Now, today, after I leave you guys, I'm going to Hoboken. I'm going to that Dino and Harry's uh, steak place because my friend Caitlin works there for her dad who owns, you know, that's where I went with Stacey Lang on my birthday where I got into the big fight uh, about Inside Outside. 
Um, but my friend Caitlin is working there. She's like, oh, can you just come in and keep me company like early in the hours? I'm like, that's a great idea. I think, I mean, like last week I was like, I'm like that's what I'm going to do next Friday. I'm going to do that next Friday because you wanted me to come in last Friday. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it next Friday. I'm excited. I'm going to have a couple of drinks. I'm just going to sit at the bar and maybe order a steak. See if it's for myself. It won't be that bad. You know, it's when you add in the other person you got to pay for that price problem. And believe me, you all know, boy, if I could pay for everybody, I would. But uh, that's my plan for this evening. So just figuring out how to get there. Do I drive out there? Or do I take a boat out there? I mean, the boat is fun and it drops you off right at the restaurant. But the last boat is 918. 918. What the fuck kind of thing is that? Why the last boat to Manhattan from Hoboken is 918? Why doesn't that go all night long? Why doesn't it at least go to midnight? I mean, you're talking about taking people into Manhattan. I guess it's specifically a commuter boat and not for partying. I guess they don't want those kind of people on the boat, but lame, really lame. And, of course, I haven't taken that boat since they legalized gambling in New York, so I haven't had to worry. Anyway, I'm sitting here on Saturday, you know, minding my own business, and Jeff's like, you know, do you want to have lunch? And I'm like, ah, crap, here we go again. I'm like, listen, kid, I work during, he doesn't know, it's not his, I'm like, well, I work until, but then I'm like, you know, I, I do want to see him and I need to go out and I do want to see him before he leaves. I hate that he's here a whole week and a half and I hadn't seen him yet. So, but you know me, I'm just like, I don't want to do anything after work, which sucks, but I have to do stuff. And I'm so glad he continues to call. Thank God people continue to call and ask me to go out because I swear I just never would leave. So I finish work at 4.30 and kind of scoot down to um, Washington Square Park where he's waiting. And I, I guess I was a little late, but I wasn't really rushing because I always think he's just good. You know, he never seems to be in a rush ever. So uh, I, I just didn't think, but I guess I was really late and he was upset about it, but I, I didn't really. Plus, I, you know, I had to take the bike and remember there's no bike by my, you know, the, the road is still messed up. So I have to walk to get a bike, to get down there. I just refused to take a taxi. And I'm glad I didn't because it was so crowded on the streets. I mean, I think I got there in less time than a car would take me there. I, you know, I just keep taking the bike to work until, I mean, until it just gets too cold. Fuck that subway or a taxi or an Uber. The bike is just so convenient as scary and horrible as it is. I mean, mostly because of other cyclists and those delivery guys that are on motorcycles pretty much in the bike lane, which makes things bad, let alone pedestrians that aren't paying attention that there's a bike lane or cars that make a left-hand lane because now the parking is somewhere else where they can't even begin to know where a bicycle is coming. I mean, it's really messed up. So I'm usually aware of people trying to make a left, but I like to you know play it close like I didn't know, and I'm like, oh, Oh, I, we almost hit each other. You know, I, that's my gag. So I, like I said, I never ring the bell and I never yell out anything. I think it's better to just stop the bike abruptly. And then they're like, oh, my God, we almost got hit. Yes, you did. And the fact when they let kids just walk in the road and just it's unbelievable. I, again, I got to get that GoPro cam so you can see all this happen on a weekday, let alone the the beautifulness of when you finally get down towards Chinatown and you know, you see the, the Manhattan bridge on the horizon and then you go on the water between the Brooklyn bridge and Manhattan. bridge. I mean, it's beautiful. 
and I, I would like to share that experience, you know, on the bonus show, uh, so you can see it. You know, I should probably put it on TikTok if I had it because it's, it's really something else, something you do every day before work, which uh, most people don't get to do. Again, just gal in the city. So I remember, right, because they went out and I decided, okay, I'm going to color my hair today or whatever, you know, I'm going to get the, the gray and black going and I'm going to shave and I shave, you know, like I was putting it all together because I don't know where the evening is going to take us. It's Jeff, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So I'm like, I want to be all groomed and ready. We go to the park and he goes, hey, do you mind if we, uh, you know, have dinner with Natterman? And I'm like, no, I love Natterman. That's a great idea. So he had his friend and also this guy, Jamar. What's his name? Jamar Friend or Jamar Neighbor. It's one of those last names. Great guy. But I wasn't sure. First, I thought when we saw him in Washington Square Park, I'd never met him before. I thought he was a homeless guy, but he wasn't. He was with us. I just didn't know what to expect. I had never met him before, but oh my God, we totally, he's like the greatest guy and we had such a good night together. So... We're all just kind of running around the park, and I got some, I, do I have video, or Jeff had the video, I guess. We were with some Harry Krishnas, you know, we were just hanging around them, and Jeff definitely took some video. I don't remember whether I did or not. All I did, I remember writing Sam Morell because it's right out of Hannah and her sisters. Well, you know, it's a beautiful religion, and, um, you know, I'm just, I don't know, we'll, we'll take some of our literature and, you know, come back and see what you think. So what are you kidding? You gonna dance around airports and stuff? What makes you interested in becoming a Hare Krishna? Well, I'm not saying that I want to join or anything, but but I know you guys believe in reincarnation, you know, so it interests me. Yeah, well, what's your religion? Well, I was born Jewish, you know, but uh, but last winter I tried to become a Catholic and it didn't work for me. I, I studied and I tried and I gave it everything, but, you know, Catholicism for me was die now, pay later, you know, and I just couldn't get with it, and I, and I wanted to. You You're know, afraid I, of dying? Well, yeah, naturally, aren't you? I, let me ask you, in reincarnation, does that mean my soul would pass to another human being or would I come back as a moose? or an oddball or something. Take our literature, uh -huh. read it over, and think about it. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, Krishna. Who are you kidding? You're going to be a Krishna? You're going to shave your head and put on robes and dance around at airports? You look like Jerry Lewis. God, I'm so depressed. You know, again, from Hannah, me and Sam Morell are obsessed with Hannah and her sister, so it's another scene from Hannah because they're giving out literature, and that's all I think about. Well, here, take some of our literature, because I remember being surprised that they give out these big books to Woody Allen, like, just like, here's a guy on the street. Where are they getting the money to get these books that they just give out to people? But they're all doing the, uh, you know, the same thing that Harold Ramis does to John Candy and Stripes and all that stuff with the tambourines and the singing and the craziness, and you're like, what do they even represent? I don't know. But it was fun, and we were just walking around. It was a beautiful day on a Saturday. It was, it was jacket weather, so I was feeling pretty good. You know, I love wearing a jacket, <laughs> and um, we really had a, a nice time. And then we're trying to figure out where to go. And, you know, I just don't – I'm like, Jeff, wherever you want to go is fine. And we were talking about this place, like kind of like around Washington Square Park, this place, Knickerbockers, that we used to go. But, he, you know, he wants the, the party vibe. And I prefer the old man vibe. You know, we're just going to sit in the restaurant, then I'm going to go home. And I'm really looking forward to doing exactly that. But the exact opposite happened in a good way.
So we go to this place called the Strip House, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that place. But I really, again, wherever he wanted to go was fine. I don't know why I didn't like that place. I think I, you know, me, Wolfgang's is the one, and everything else perils in comparison. And so there's a strip house. Uh, I remember there's a strip house. It, it's in the West Village. What, what is it on, like 12th Street or something? And there's one in Midtown that my friend works at, this girl, Courtney, who I like very much. And I've known her for a long time, but we don't see each other very often. And I'm like, oh, it's too bad we're not going to the one in Midtown. My friend works there. You know, she probably hook us up. Well, it turns out she works at this one, but I didn't know till later. So anyway, we, we end up going to the strip house, and I don't know why I didn't like it. I mean, it was perfect. It, it, it Kind of the inside looks like the old Dangerfields. It's all red, and it's very, like, mafia-like, you know, whatever. But it was, uh, we were there at, like, 6 o'clock, and we were able to just sit down and you know, people know who Jeff is. So, in fact, the waiter knew exactly who it was because we were sitting there and he goes, my name is Brennan. And we're like, what? He goes, my name is Brennan. You know, like Neil and Kevin. And we're like, oh, and he walks away. We're like, hey, wait a minute. How could he have? Then it turns out he's a comic. We started following him. He was very nice, but he's been working at that restaurant for 20 years, but he's trying to be a comic, which is cool. Hey, I do the same thing. You know, I just don't work at the restaurant. So I get it. And he was very nice and cool. And we just had a really good time. I think I have some pictures of the food i know i have a picture of jeff i always catch the picture of jeff eating the uh the bone of the steak <laughs> which is fun and that guy jamar i made fun of him all night because he you know we all got appetizers but his main course was like asparagus and he's like stop making fun of him i'm like what do you do he's like i ordered it correctly all right <laughs> that's always the best and of course i wouldn't let it go because it's really funny but uh we had a really good time and then the desserts came out, and they lit one on fire. And I definitely have video of that, because that's always exciting. And then, of course, at the end, I see my friend, and she's so nice and so pretty. She looks amazing. And it was so great that I you know, knew somebody there. She's like, oh, my God, why didn't you tell me you were coming? I didn't know. And then we made plans to hang out like another night, and because I, I thought she worked at the other location. But it's always fun to, you know, like, know, know the manager. I mean, what's better than that, right? But Jeff is like, couldn't you have uh, met her at the beginning? We could have gotten a little discount. I'm like, I, I, I thought she worked at the Uptown location. You get a free drink. You know, she can't hook you up with any, but yeah, you get the free drink. But it, it was cool. Everybody was excited that Jeff was there. Everybody knows who he is, you know, so it's cool. And, and even Natterman, you know, people know Natterman. Well, at least the waiter was very impressed. I, in fact, I was the only one he didn't know. Uh, <laughs> which happens often, but that's all right. It's always a good time, and we ate well, and I had a, a, the steak was very good. You know, not Wolfgang's. The, the cream spinach was really good. It had a kind of a better flavor than Wolfgang's, if I uh, remember correctly, but still, there, you know, Wolfgang's is the shit. I'm sorry. It's just it's the way it is. You want a steak, you go to Wolfgang's, all right? So you know when you come in from out of town, just go. Don't fool around. The strip house is fine. No, it was really good. I mean, it was really good, and it was a good time, and that's the important thing. So I think I started with the. I'm, I'm telling you this because I can't believe what I endured all all day, all night. I started with a scotch, and then I had two glasses of red wine there. Right. So keep track. So then we go. Oh, right. So then we go to the stand, which is the comedy club that's kind of rivaling the comedy cellar now because they've you know, let all these really awful comics into the comedy cellar. They've done so at the stand too, but I guess that's the new norm, which is why I stopped hanging out at all these places. It's just not the same. 
But we went to the stand because Jamar had a set there. So we went there to see him, which was fun. You know, we walked right in and we said, okay. When we left, they also have a show outdoors, which I guess they started during COVID and they just kept up very much like the cellar where it uses every aspect of its room to have more shows to make up for what they lost in COVID. So I see this kid and I recognize him and he goes, my name is Matt. I'm like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Are you Matt friend? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I heard you on Howard on Wednesday. I heard you on Howard Stern on Wednesday. He's like, oh my God. I was like, this kid was doing a Howard Stern imitation. Howard Stern let him do an imitation of him on the show. And he said his name. And I remembered his name because I had brought him up on stage once at the West Side Comedy Club. And I'm like, dude, that was an unbelievable, let alone the fact that Howard let you do that and let you talk to Tan Mom and all these people. As I mean, that's amazing. And so that was like a really fun. And I'm just like, boy, this night is fun already. Look at this. Look at what would have happened if I didn't go out. I got to see, I got to meet my new friend Jamar, and I got to see Courtney, and we made other plans. I got to meet this guy, Matt Friend, who was sensational. I'm telling you, his voices are, I was like, did you used to do Obama? Because I thought his voices like they were like kind of old-fashioned, but then when I heard the Howard, I'm like, this guy's the shit. It was unbelievable. But look what happens when you leave the house. I know we always talk about it. I just got to keep telling myself this in my head because it's so easy when you're working from home to do nothing. Because you're like, well, that's the end of my day. I guess I'll relax. <laughs> what have I been doing all day? It's difficult to go out after work, whether you're at the office or at home. I think everybody gets that. It's very difficult to keep up this pace at this age. But for me, it was probably always difficult from the beginning. you know. But of course, once I'm out, I am all out or all in, however you want to word it. So we leave the stand, the four of us. No, 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 no. Dan had to do a set, so it's just the three of us. Dan had to go to the comedy cellar. So it's just the three of us, me, Jeff, and Jamar. And he goes, hey, I want you to come to this loft my buddy owns or my buddy's staying at uh, where he's decorating or whatever. He just moved in. And, oh, actually, he likes you. You got to come because you know him and he likes you a lot. This guy, Craig. And I'm like, wait, you didn't tell me it was Craig's place, (laughs) you know. Because this guy, Craig, is the, the best guy ever. He's tall, he's handsome, and uh, he's a great guy, right? He's just one of those guys, you know, you just meet, and he knows everybody, and he's just really super cool. I guess he would be me if I was tall and had money. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, Jessica knows everybody. But Jessica's also a little weird. So we go to the loft, right, in this place, right, wherever, it's in the East Village. And we go in this place. We go in. The, you know, the ele- it's one of those places the elevator opens up. You know, we love that. And then th- these four girls just come out. These, these super hot girls just come out and start hugging us and kissing us. So me and Jamar are just like, well, I'll see you guys later. I'm staying here for the rest of eternity. <laughs> it was unbelievable. They were just friendly. They weren't, you know, anything weird about them or anything. And I don't know, it was just a great way to enter a place where everybody's nice. And it wasn't there wasn't a lot of people. It was just us. It was just my... I don't know, 10 of us. And there's an artist who lives there who's making this film. His name's Greg. I forgot to get this full name. I can't get it. He's, he's, ma- he's been making a film for 20 years. First, he showed us his art you know, in his studio because this place, is, it's not just a loft. It's a, it used to be, you can look it up online. It used to be the Beethoven Music Hall. So you can see what I'm talking about. It was unbelievable. So me and Jamar go to the second floor. They're taking us on the tour. We go to the second floor. There's a trampoline up there, an indoor trampoline. 
And we went in and we were jumping around and it was just so much fun. And it was, it was great. And it was, you know, and you're overlooking the living room, like, you know, because that's the balcony to the concert hall. So they show us 10 minutes of this guy's movie and it is not to be believed. I mean, it's a kind of one with nature story. And I guess they're going to, I don't know what the plan is. Maybe they show it at museums. I know the guy's plan. That guy couldn't have been any nicer. It was Craig and Greg. And this guy, the plan is they're showing it at the Acropolis. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? In Greece. And they're going to show because they got like a thousand inch screen, like a movie screen that we were watching it in. You sit on this couch and you watch 10 minute version. Jeff watched the hour long version. I, you know, I had to com- uh, continue drinking. Uh, that's nobody's fault because I was looking for it. They're like, you got to come back and watch the hour version. You got to come back with a girl and watch the hour version. I'm like, yeah. And then I was thinking, yeah, who could I bring? Nothing comes to mind, of course, except my niece, Liza. Again, there's nobody cool enough to bring to that place that's not going to fuck it up for me. If anybody's going to fuck it up, it's going to be me. But anyway, this movie's, I mean, it's its its not to be believed. I mean, this this guy spent 20 years and, and you get it. Like you think he's saying it and you're like, what a slacker. He's only making one film. No, but then you understand. I mean, it is sick. It is sick. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just all this stuff. Like it's there's there's a a couple that can hold their breath underwater, but it's you know it's b- beautiful. It's not like a documentary thing. It's just music and and slow motion photography, and they're underwater for like nine minutes. And this woman is on a manta ray and diving off the manta ray. I mean, it's it's I I'll never be able to describe it properly. These people like and the best part is at the end you see you know the guy who made it. You know, in the film, kind of, I, I was using the example like, like when you see Tina Turner and what's love got to do with it at the end, and you're like, "Hey, this is this is important that she comes in at the end because you realize this is a real story, and that's why it's kind of important that he shows himself at the end because then you realize, wow, that's right, some guy filmed all this stuff. It's amazing. I I don't know how to describe it. It was really spectacular, and then you kind of get like you know why this all is and why he lives here and stuff because he's really talented but yeah we were just hanging out and having a really good time and you know of course even in a huge loft and a great place you just hang out in the kitchen everybody loves hanging out in the kitchen we're hanging out in the kitchen I'm hanging out with my new friend audrey who is a faith hills kid what a delight she is we, we were talking she's a singer too and uh she was so nice but everybody was nice everybody was great and I guess I was really in a good mood and I was doing well. And everybody's like, boy, you're so funny. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it hasn't really worked out very well. <laughs> but I was having a good time. I was in a good mood. I then, All right, so then I had uh, like two glasses of wine there. I think I had a six-pack of beer like that, you know, he just had there. And, you know, we got high. Maybe there's other stuff. I mean, they, anything you want. It was available, and it was just so fun. I was just talking to people. I was there for eight hours. It was fantastic. So then, you know, we're there the whole time, and there's beautiful girls and and beautiful guys because it's it's mostly it's it's actors, singers. You know, Jeff, me and Jeff. You know, I guess quote comedians. I mean, Jeff is. You know what I'm saying? I'm not counting myself. Uh, and billionaires, and me. You know, that's the way I'm looking at it, right? So the whole time they're saying, well, uh, Elon Musk is supposed to stop by. And I'm like, he's supposed to stop by? 
well, that's why I stayed as long as I did. Now, you know, I got to work at eight in the morning, but I'm like, I got to see, I got to, this is unbelievable. I got to wait till he comes by. All right. He never came by, but I was excited that he was going to, I mean, that, now that's a story, right? And this guy just stops by Elon, the like richest guy in the world. He's going to stop by, he's gonna stop by, have a beer. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> I'm like, I bet he's all right. I've been trying to get in touch with that guy for a long time. And it's funny because I kind of have. I-, I wanted him to spearhead a couple of projects. I figured this guy's crazy. He'll be up for some nutty stuff. He just might He just might be. Uh, and we have people on the press, right? They just might like a story like that. They just might. You can't wait. I can't wait. I don't care what Celeso says about a deal. He's going to kill Pop. That's it. That's a key for him. Gotta get Salazzo. Mike is right. Well, let me ask you something, Professor. I mean, what about this McCluskey? Huh? What do we do with this copy? They want to have a meeting with me, right? It will be me, McCluskey, and Salazzo. Let's set the meeting. Get our informers to find out where it's going to be held. Now, we insist it's a public place, a bar, a restaurant, some place where there's people so I feel safe. They're going to search me when I first meet them, right? So I can't have a weapon on me then. But if Clemenza can figure a way to have a weapon planted there for me, then I'll kill them both. Hey, what are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? Didn't want to get mixed up in the family business? Now you want to gun down a police captain, why? Because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think, this is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get up close like this, and bada-bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Come here. You're taking us very personal. Tom, this is business, and this man is taking it very, very personal. Where does it say that you can't kill a cop? Come on, Mikey. Tom, wait a minute. I'm talking about a cop that's mixed up in drugs. I'm talking about a, a, a dishonest cop, a crooked cop who got mixed up in the rackets and got what was coming to him. That's a terrific story. And we have newspaper people on the payroll, don't we, Tom? They might like a story like that. They might. They just might. Anyway, I went into The Godfather again, again, doing stuff that nobody, well, I mean, you guys get it, but worried about my students who were like, what, what is he talking about? What is going on? Why do we go from Clueless to The Godfather? I'm, you know, hanging out and having a really good time. I'm not tired. I'm not saying I want to go home. I want to go home. But, you know, now it's like three in the morning. I got to work at eight in the morning. And at some time or, or another, I probably have to take a nap. So I'm a little worried, but I'm not. And I say to myself, look. We knew this was going to happen. I'm still going to pretend I don't have a job at eight in the morning. You know, this is the way I'm going to live my life when I got this job. You know, I'm just going to be, this is the guy I am, and I will just go through it and whatever. Anyway, like I said, I'm having a good time. This guy comes in, the best hair I've ever seen. Now, everybody's about, the the boys are all around, well, I'm probably the oldest, but they're all in their 50s. So it's people about my age. This guy comes in, he's, 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 he's very handsome, but he, I think he's still about my age, either his late 40s or 50s. He has the best hair I've ever seen. So the first time, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you got the greatest hair. And later, when I wasn't talking to him and he moved on somewhere, um, I heard another guy going, Jesus, your hair is unbelievable. Because, 
you know, it really is good hair. Like it just sticks up in the right places, you know, like Elvis, you know. So it's the first thing you notice about him, let alone he's got like this baby face, good looking guy. I think his name's Jay. So we're talking, right? You're not going to believe this. We're having a good time. He's a nice guy. And he goes, he said something like his father was a race car driver or something. And I don't know how we got talking about parents, but he said his father was a race car driver. I'm like, that's so funny. My dad did something very similar. He used to sell bras and girdles. So that's really funny. I'm like, yeah, no, no, no. We uh, we used to have a subscription uh, to Women's Wear Daily, the uh, magazine. He goes, oh, <laughs> I own that magazine. And I was like, what? I'm like, come on. He goes, no, no, I, I swear. I mean, I own that and a couple of other ones. I'm like, what other ones? I don't know. If, do you hear of Deadline or Variety, Hollywood Reporter, that kind of stuff? You know, Rolling Stone. I'm like, Rolling Stone? You bought Rolling Stone from Jan Wien? And then again, on Howard Stern, the day before I heard that guy, Matt Friend, Jan Wenner, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who created Rolling Stone, was on. And he probably mentioned this guy. Well, I sold it to this guy, Jay. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, thank God. You know, I was thinking about getting rid of my Howard Stern subscription, but it looks like I got to keep it just to remain somehow relevant to when I go out at night and and party. This guy owns all this stuff. And I'm like, he's got to be full of shit. But of course, I knew he wasn't. And then I looked it up and yes, boy, he owns it all. And how fascinating was that? I said, my friend writes for Variety. Do you know him, Lawrence Lerman? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I've heard of him before. He was being very polite. I, I don't know whether he may. I hope he did. But boy, you know, you're like, Jesus, I guess, I, I guess that's why Elon Musk is showing up at this party, you know, because this is, this is the kind of party is. It's, uh, you know, billionaires and Dave Jessica, who, of course, only knows uh, people that have money in New York. And I don't, well, listen, there's nobody like me. I mean, that I know. I mean, I don't know any other poor 60 year old or whatever. <laughs> no, I, I guess I must, right? But I guess, well, I guess you don't live in Manhattan if you don't have any money. I feel like I must be some form of anomaly, but whatever. It was super fun. And oh, and then, right. And then Sherrod came in. That's right. <laughs> like, oh my God, now it's time to go. Uh, Sherrod Small, but actually, I was, I was happy to see him. Uh, but he, you know, he, that guy comes in at four. It was four in the morning now, and I'm like, I got to. So I think I left it. Did I leave at five thirty? No, no, I left it. I left it. No, I must have left at four thirty. I left at four thirty, and I started walking because I was like out of it, you know, like just a little buzzed. And I'm like, I need to walk a little bit. And then I think at the end, I took a bike. When I felt like, right, oh, that's right. I definitely took the bike. Like I walked maybe to, let's see if I was in the East Village, maybe I walked up to 23rd or something, you know? So just need to like walk it off a little bit, even though, again, times are different. Very uptight about walking in the dark nowadays. I mean, not the dark, but late at night. And so much bad stuff's happening. And um, so then I finally took a bike and I'm like, all right, now I'm tired and I'm nervous about getting home. So I'm going to take the bike so I can park it right in front of my house. I get up to my neighborhood, and of course, I forget the bike racks are gone because the street's all being paved, and it's all... I couldn't... I'm like, I I get to... I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot. Oh, what a pain in the ass. Can you imagine? At 5 in the morning, you just want to go home, and you're like, oh, crap, I got to backtrack, go over to 2nd Avenue and park the bike. I'm like, you got to be kidding. You know, I took the bike because I'm like, well, I've had it, which is so funny because most people would take a cab at that point. But I'm like, fuck the cab. 
As long as you're taking the electric bike, it's, it's really simple. So, and I wanted the fresh air and all that, whatever the air is in New York. And I just couldn't believe at that hour I had to backtrack. I'm like, you got to be kidding. And I'm laughing because I'm like saying, I can't wait to talk about this in the podcast. You know, I just instantly got home and wrote it down. Stupid fucking city bike. I'm so angry. That stupid construction. You got to be kidding. I can't believe it burned me. You know, I've been knowing about this for two weeks and I forgot. Because I have a vision in my head. Well, I take the bike, it drops me right off my house. Drops me right off my, you know what I'm saying. This is, you can park it right, right across the street from my house. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So I park it and then I'm walking and I see the Dunkin' Donuts that I usually go to. And they were, I think I took a picture because they were closed. And I'm like, if they were open, I could just get the coffee now. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'm going to be there in two hours. I, I, I remember complaining. I was going to like knock on the door. Come on. <laughs> I, I took a picture because I was going to show them in two hours. You know, I was here two hours ago and you guys weren't open. That's why I knew what time it was. All right. So, so I got home around five. Or five, yeah, five o'clock, and then I was up. You know, I couldn't fall asleep after that until six, and my alarm set for seven. I don't even know whether I slept. I mean, I did not sleep. I, you know, I went under the covers and made the act of uh, kind of resting, and then at seven o'clock, my alarm went off, and I just got right up, went to Dunkin' Donuts, and uh, got some more coffee to stay up longer and f- forgot to show them the picture because it just seemed like so long ago even though it was only two hours ago it seemed like so long ago that that whole night happened or that you know i was at even at that dunkin donuts the bike ride it's just so funny after an hour the sun rises and you're like wait that was just an hour ago that whole night just what so then i worked the the whole day right now it's sunday I work the whole day, and then, as you know, I'm going to Billy Joel at night, so there is no room for sleeping, but I told you this last week, and I knew I was going to get sick, and I just, you know, was dealing with that, but that's exciting, too, right? I mean, don't you love nights like that? So I'm excited. I mean, what it was not like I'm like, it's not like I have something like I have to go to something I don't want to, like I got to go to Temple at six o'clock, you know, it's something super fun. So Gary Goldman uh, texts me and he goes, hey, we're going to meet. Do you like Indian food? And I'm like, no. He goes, because we're going to eat before the show. You know, we'll have Indian food. I'm like, you want to have Indian food before going to a concert? Because that just seems wrong because maybe, you know, every movie and TV has taught us that Indian food never sits well. And after a night of drinking, it just seems like, and I don't know about Indian food or anything, but I'm like, whatever you want, Gary. It's, I mean, you know, you're taking me and I appreciate it. So he goes, yeah, me and Alex will be. I'm like, who the hell is Alex? Turns out I totally know this kid, Alex. He used to be, I guess he's, now he's working for Gary's management company, who of course got us the tickets. They handle Billy Joel. And this guy, Alex, has been, you know, talking to him for years. We text sometimes. He used to work with David Feldman. He used to have this great studio downtown, but I thought he moved to LA, but he came back. So it was great to see him and great to hang out with him. But we go to this restaurant by Penn Station on 34th and 9th, and it's Comic-Con. So, of course, I'm there 20 minutes early, as I am to everywhere. We're meeting at 6 o'clock, and, all, and I'm just waiting, and all these costumed weirdos are coming out of Comic-Con. So it's really funny, but it's also, like, annoying because I'm like, well, there's nowhere to wait. There's just too many people. It's so annoying. And, of course, you know, I'm just totally hungover. And everything. But I'm totally into it. I'm very excited. But I also like the fact that all of this is 
happening because it's really funny. So uh, I wait, but the place that we're going is like the smallest place. And I'm like, and when Gary finally made it, I'm like, Gary, are you sure you want to? I mean, this is, you, I don't think a guy of your size can even fit in here because he's like 6'5". He's really tall. Or he's at least 6'4 or something. So I'm like, are you sure you want to sit here? Because it's a really small place. But everything was fine. We got a good table. And we had a really good time. And those guys told me what to order. And it was quite delicious. I don't know what I ordered. I guess a mainstream chicken dish or something. But I couldn't believe it was sitting well. Because I was nervous. You know, you see, uh, what's that whole movie with Ben Stiller where he's just shitting with Jennifer Aniston? I can't even watch it because I'm like, and after I saw that movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, never have Indian food on a date. So, And then Gary got mad at me for making such a stereotypical comment about, you know, a movie because he's uh, he gets upset about that kind of stuff. He doesn't like the same kind of comedy we like. But uh, it was really good. We had a good time. And it was on the management company. So I'm like, well, that's even better. And then we went to the concert, right? So they're doing construction all around Madison Square Garden. So it's kind of a nightmare. It's a nightmare to get in there. And what are you talking about? Uh, What is it, 20,000 people all trying to get into one entrance because there's construction? It was a nightmare. So we get in, and this guy and his family, like, bully. They go through, and they're, you know, they hit us. And Gary doesn't have patience for that kind of shit. I'm like, Jesus, that guy just hit us, and he's with his kids. And he just pulled his way through. He actually looked like Billy Joel. We thought it was Billy Joel. Like, I got to get on stage. But Gary didn't find it funny. He went after that guy. He just went after him, and he started screaming at him. It was awesome. He really let that guy have it. And, you know, he's so intimidated because he's tall. You can. That was the thing. He could go ahead of us, which he did, but we can spot him anywhere in the crowd. And then they... The, 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 the way they had it set up, I don't know why we didn't have this problem last time. They, you know, we had uh, regular old-fashioned tickets, not on our phone, and they didn't have a place to go through with the regular old-fashioned ticket. It was really pathetic. The escalators weren't working, which I had read online that that was a problem. So you're walking up, you know, 10 flights, even though we had unbelievable seats. We had unbelievable seats, as I told you. We were in the, we were probably in the best seats you could have for like if Billy Joel's you know, record company management or wife and kids want to sit because you don't want to be on the floor because you got to stand the whole time. I mean, would it be fun to be on the floor? Yes, but you got to stand the whole time. So these are the seats where we never have to stand. We never have to get up. And it's right close to the stage to the right, but not close where you can't see everything. It's the perfect view. Again, I took a picture, but it's very much like when I take a picture of the Statue of Liberty for you guys. And my friend Chloe told me the same thing. When you take a picture of the Statue of Liberty where I work, the Statue of Liberty is so close, which is why I tell people I work at Statue of Liberty. But for some reason, when you take the picture, you cannot get the depth perception of how close it is. It always looks far away. So nobody believes how close the Statue of Liberty is to my work. But it's the same thing here. Every picture I took without zooming in Looks like we were in the nosebleed seats. I, I don't understand why a camera can't capture that, but I guess that's the whole thing. I guess that's the technology that will be next in pixels and, and iPhones and, and, and Google stuff it will be that you'll be able to truly get some sort of depth perception of how close you are because it doesn't come out on, on camera. It's the strangest thing. You can look at a hundred times. I, I took multiple pictures. I'm like, something's wrong with my camera. 
But then I remembered it's the same thing with the Statue of Liberty. Unless I zoom in physically, it looks like I'm a mile away. It's just really odd. But, you know, we really had great seats. And then um, Alex was like, do you want a beer? And I'm like, yeah, let me get a beer. And he goes, oh, I'm like, let me at least pay for the beer. Because I was planning on paying for dinner because he was paying. But it was all on the management company. It was some sweet magic. What I'm trying to tell you people is that I had an unbelievable two days, a steak dinner, an Indian dinner, a Billy Joel concert, all you could drink, (laughs) and it only cost me $3. I think the city bike was uh, $1.50 each way. Two unbelievable nights of partying and fun, $3. Now that is awesome for for a a gentleman like myself. Uh, I mean, can you believe that? I thought about that the next day, and I'm like, Jesus, I think I only spent $3. And I didn't actually physically spend it. It just kind of adds up when I parked the bike. And that's a goddamn miracle. I mean, it really is, right? What I just told you. So the concert was super fun, and Gary's nice, and we had a great time. We were laughing. He said, "Um, what's the name of the, what would the name be of the, the, the all-gay version of, of of a Billy Joel cover band. What would the name of a cover band, an all-gay version of a Billy Joel cover band? Because, you know, there's a 52nd Street and the Lords of uh, the Lords of 52nd Street or a Glass House. You know, there are all these Billy Joel cover bands. And he goes, what would the gay version be? I go, turnstiles. You know, anything you say in the Paul Lynn voice is going to be funny. But he loved it. He texted me the next day, turnstiles, you know, without the accent. But I knew what he meant. And it, we really had a good time. It was fun. And then, of course, we leave, and it's that crowded because of the construction. And those guys take the subway, and they're like, how are you getting home? I'm like, I'm going to walk home. It has been an unbelievable weekend. I'm walking home. I walk home. I think I get home. At, maybe I get home at midnight, but I go to bed at 1, and I got to wake up at 5. So that's four hours, and I barely slept. And, of course, the next day I woke up with a sore throat, and I'm like, No. Well, yeah, yeah, I had a sore, or I felt it coming on, right? Because I knew this was going to happen. There's no way you can, at this age, really any age, but this stage for sure, that you can just go with two nights without sleep and partying and not have some sort of repercussion, you know? Otherwise, everybody would do it. It'd be like that Albert Brooks movie where you can, you know, everything comes out fast and it's good and you don't gain weight. Defending your life. Do you like a shrimp? I'm going to give you shrimp so fresh they come out and bite you. So yeah, by Monday, I I was you know getting I I could feel the kind of a sore throat coming on, but I didn't like have a you know a fever or anything, and I you know usually go out Monday nights, and I was planning on going out Monday nights. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome, three nights in a row, bang, you know it's gonna be unbelievable, you know. So and I hadn't gone to Monday night and have a good time in two weeks because Rosh Hashanah and then the funeral, so I was kind of stoked, but I'm like you know what, this this isn't working. Uh, well, so I got out of work. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I got out of work, and I started to walk towards the bar, and I'm like, you know what? You know what? The right move is to call it a night and go home. Because then I wasn't sure whether I was getting, I was starting to get sweaty, but I was wearing a jacket, and I think it was kind of hot. Like, it was humid, even though in the morning it was really cool. And I'm like, wait, am I getting a fever or am I just sweating because I'm walking and I'm wearing a jacket and it's a little humid? Because that's what happened yesterday. And I'm like, you know what? Even though I'm going to be sad to miss Lindsay and, you know, she has limited time because she's pregnant and, 
you know, all this kind of stuff, the best move I can do is go home and, and kind of take care of myself because then way this, I could obviously do it, but then, the, you know, my throat's going to last another week, you know, like now it's gone. But I, if I had gone out that night, I know it was going to last so much longer. And I texted the people at work and I said, I, I'm positive I'm coming in tomorrow, but I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm not calling it sick. I'll be able to work from home, but I just want you to be, I'll let you know in the morning how it is. And I was able to go to work. Everything was fine. I just had a, I wasn't sure because in this day and age, you can't go to work with a cough or a sniffle. People get really uptight because normally I wouldn't have even thought twice about even texting, you know, my boss and saying there might be trouble. I would have just showed up and, and coughed and sneezed and just gotten through the day. But in this day and age, you know, people get really uptight about that. So you have to call, but you don't have to call out. You can just work from home, which is, you know, kind of a miracle. So otherwise, because normally I just leave my laptop at work and, you know, they always tell you to take it home, you know, in case of a snowstorm. But I took it home this time just in case. But I was fine. I mean, you know, my throat was really sore and everything. But again, then I started with the flow nays and the humidifier and everything. Uh, by yesterday, I was feeling a lot better. But yeah, Monday and Tuesday were kind of tough and and Wednesday. But yeah, I was glad. Uh, and then Tuesday was bad because I mean, just because I was talking for two, we did a two-hour show on Tuesday because we had Molly Heckerling on, and she's such a a fun joy and so cool. And I just enjoy talking to her so much. We just went on, and then we, you know, it was like seven thirty. We're like, should we should we do the football picks? And and everybody decided we should do them. So yeah, we went from like six to eight, and I was like talking and talking. So then my throat was sore again. And I didn't even know what you could first. I thought it was just acid reflux, but no, it was definitely some sort of sickness. I get, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's good now, but like, you know, something had to happen, right? You know, I mean, I told you guys I was going to get sick. I was going to catch COVID, but I don't think it was uh, COVID. I think on Monday, instead of, right, instead of going out or having wings, I ordered soup. I ordered Chinese soup. I got the hot and sour soup and I got um, egg drop soup. I just had two things of soup. They were, they were goddamn delicious. And it only cost 10 bucks. I mean, that was some sweet magic. I couldn't believe it. You know, that night when I got it, usually costs like at least 100 bucks. So I was really saving some money this week, which was good. You know, that's really good. How could I possibly be expected to handle school on a day like this? So Wednesday is always, you know, the day where I could, well, I should plan something because, you know, it's my Friday, but I, I was already exhausted. So I walked all the way home. I hadn't walked home in a while. And again, it's been, it's so cool in the morning. I got to wear a jacket when I ride the bike. But when I come home, it's like humid. So I was wearing the jacket. I was just sweating up a storm, like as if it was August again. But I made it all the way home. And by, always by like 23rd Street, I'm like, maybe I should take the bike. But there were no bikes. So I'm just like, all right, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do it. And I made it all the way home. And then I'm like, now what should I do? But of course, nothing. What am I going to do? But I did make a decision not to go see my mother on Thursday. I was just like, you know, I want to take a day off. Like, I want I want to have a full weekend this weekend. You know, a real Thursday and Friday off. Because, you know, Thursdays, then it's usually, you know, I, I go to see my mom and it's all that, which is fine. There's nothing to do. But I don't know. I just wanted a week and another day to sleep later. And kind of hang out, not force my push myself, you know. So I just took the day off, and I met my friends Joe and Caitlin at that. You know, I hadn't been there in I don't know three, four years. The Park Italian Gourmet, place with the unbelievable uh, chicken parms uh, heroes. 
right on 45th Street, Pocket Thai and Gourmet. They're only open from like 11 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. <laughs> so I met those guys. You know, we hadn't done that since I worked at that old job. And uh, I was like, yeah, let's just do some of that today. And I also knew the weather was going to be bad like later. So, But again, I put my jacket on because I thought it was going to be cool, but it was so humid out. And I'm like, here's I'm I'm just gonna do some walking around today, some old school like stuff. So I took my backpack because I had this magazine from my friend Alina's kid who loves Stevie Nicks. And I found a magazine, kind of like the, you know, those magazines, those picture magazines I like to read. And I found one for her, and I'm like, oh, she'll like this. And I always said, so it's really weird because Alina, for some reason on Wednesday, dropped off a, bu- a bunch of cookies at my house. And they call me, they're like, hey, somebody dropped off some cookies. I'm like, what do you mean somebody dropped off some cookies? And then she goes, she goes, hey, I just dropped off cookies. I'm like, what is this? I'm, I'm right here. She goes, well, I didn't know you were home. I texted you and you didn't answer. And I'm like, I didn't answer for five minutes. And it's just, it was just good. I'm like, I got a magazine for your daughter. Now I got to go up there and give it to you. I gotta, you got to be kidding me. But I'm like, well, why don't I do that tomorrow? I'll just walk around. Maybe it'll be a nice day. It wasn't a nice day, but it was nice to walk around. So I walked to that Midtown section. I had the chicken parm. It was fantastic. Then I went all the way up to the Upper West Side. So I dropped off the magazine. We hung out a little bit. Then we walked around. She had to do some errands. I'm like, yeah, I'll come with you. And I got to go to the bakery and the Verizon store. Oh, and boy, did she give the guys at the Verizon store the business. Oh, boy, she was. What do you mean I can't return it? What do you mean I can't return it? This doesn't work. It's defective. It burned my phone. They're like, well, it's after 14 days. That shouldn't make a difference. But, you know, it does. So she's like, you know, when she left, do you think I was wrong? Do you think I handled that the wrong way? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just left. When she left, she stormed out, and I was just there. And I'm like, you have nice hair. She's like, they were like, you're with her? Bye. Yeah, she was screaming. Do you think I handled that the wrong way? <laughs> what are you going to answer like that, right? <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's exactly. You would have handled it differently. How would you have handled it? I, 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 it was really funny. She's, she's, she's the one. I'll tell you something. Woo. You don't want to piss her off. And then we went to a bakery and she bought me this, um, what is it called? Meringue, right? So she's like, yeah, I'll buy you this. So I took it home, this chocolate meringue. It wasn't very good. I think I feel like my sister made better back in the 70s. But I put it in my pocket and I walked through Central Park. And then I stopped at this place called Central Perk uh, where I met these guys, awesome guys, this guy Chandler and Joey. And then this guy Ross stopped by and he was like a little bitch. So I got really, I'm like, you know what? I would hang out with you guys, but this guy's an asshole. God, he just keeps talking about his girl. What should I do about my girlfriend? What an asshole, right? But it was a really nice day in the park. And then I got home just in time before it like rained the rest of the night. I was so glad I wasn't driving in that rain. That was one of the reasons I didn't want to go. But I talked to my mother for a while, so I didn't feel that guilty. Plus, she had plans. It was the funniest thing. Beth's like, well, I don't think she's going to be home. I heard she has to go to the doctor at 1130 and then go to get shoes at 1. And I'm like, what do you, what? what where do I go? And then I called her. She's like, yeah, I got plans tomorrow. And I'm like, what, when are we going to tell me? So like, I didn't know if you were coming. I'm like, well, I come every Thursday. Plus, we're seeing her this Wednesday because she's being honored for something, which is hilarious. So Wednesday, I got to, I guess, I, you know, that's the question. You know, do you take the car? Do you wait in the traffic or do I take the train? I think I got to take the train to Princeton 
and then take an Uber to this thing. I mean, what a pain in the ass, but I got to do it. Then maybe I don't have to see her next Thursday again because I'm going on Wednesday. Yeah! <laughs> Mom, I can't see you now. I'm a college professor. What is it going to look like if I'm hanging out with my mother all the time? I think people will think that's nice and you're a good boy. Man, the, ki- the students aren't going to respect me. They're going to think I'm uncool from hanging out with my mother. What are they going to do when they find out I live with my mother? Well, I think they expect that from most single college professors. Yeah, I suppose you're right. One of the best thing is on Wednesday, I remember I, uh, I got up and I, I went to the grocery store and I just bought groceries. And on Thursday, instead of going to Taco Bell, I just ate the groceries. I'm trying to be thrifty. Because we all know that sooner or later, there's going to be like, ah, oh, crap, I spent $400. But I'm trying to, trying to keep it together. So I, it was, uh, I had shrimp, like shrimp cocktail. You have to, you're going to be just, my friend Mitch uh, called me up after he saw the bonus show with the gobbler. And he goes, listen, just looking at that picture gave me diarrhea. <laughs> and I totally get it, right? All that cheese. Meanwhile, at work the other day on Wednesday, they had the gobbler. But without the cheese, they had turkey, gravy, cranberry sauce, stuffing. All I was like, oh, my God, that's my favorite meal. But without the cheese. Yesterday I had, this is going to make you sick. I had shrimp cocktail because I bought it. And I made nachos, my own nachos. I had chips and I just put cheese on it and I just ate that. And and that's what I ate. And it doesn't, you know, shrimp and, and cheese doesn't sound good. But I felt fine. Oh, and then I had some Count Chocula. Oh, my God, I should be sick. I should be dead. But I, I, you know, I can't help myself. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, and then this morning, right, I go outside. They got a new coffee shop. Oh, so Tuesday, right? So Tuesday, I usually, if I'm home, around 5.30, I go out and I get a cup of coffee. Because even though I've had so much coffee, I'm like, yeah, that's the ritual and it's fun to have the coffee here while I'm doing the show. So <laughs> there's... There's two new coffee places. Like, you know, obviously I go to Dunkin' Donuts every week, but I hate their coffee. And I'm like, let me support some of these locals. The Pink Moose went out of business. So there's this other place that opened. So I'm like, let me try this other place. There's a place that opened across the street, but they they don't open early enough for me on Saturday. So I'm like, well, screw them. I'm They're dead to me. You know, they're not waking up early enough for me to, you know, when I work at 8 o'clock in the morning, they're not open early enough. I'm like, this is stupid. What the hell is the purpose of opening a coffee shop? You don't wake up early enough, you know? That Dunkin' Donuts is open at 5 a.m. And remember, I was angry that they didn't open at 4.45. (laughs) So anyway, I go to this place. I'm like, "Eh, let me give this new place a try, you know? They have a funny billboard out or whatever. And I'm like, let me give it a try, you know, give money to the local business. And um, it's 5.30. They're closed. They're closed. It's 5.30 in the afternoon. They're closed. They're on First Avenue. They're not on, like, a side street. And I'm like, oh, Fuck them. And I still didn't want uh, Dunkin' Donuts, so I just went across the street to a deli and I just got an iced coffee because I know they're always reliable. And I'm like, fuck this. So today, I'm walking outside the building directly across the street from my house, like where that restaurant is. There's a brand new coffee shop. Another brand new coffee shop. That's three coffee shops within two months in the same area. Just like we did with the fucking four pizza places right across the street from each other. The four nail clinics, I don't understand how they are planning on all staying in business. There's a coffee shop. I'm like, there's another coffee shop? Well, what time do they open? He's like, oh, I, I, I don't think they're open early. And I'm like, but he told me that the place across the street now opens earlier because I guess everybody was complaining. 
So now there's another one that I guess I have to try. I still like the Dunkin' Donuts ritual kind of in the morning, but you know, I don't I don't like their coffee. So I don't know. I got to try one of these other places, but they don't open before like 7 a.m. And that's, uh, or at least uh, like right at 7.30. They're not open. What good is that? I got to be back by 8 o'clock. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows my schedule now. I guess I should meet some of these people. But And, and you know what the thing is? There's a girl that's working at the coffee shop down the street, and she's not very attractive. And I'm saying, you know, if you just put somebody attractive in the coffee shop, because that's how I started going to the coffee shop in the building, in my building, because the girls were attractive. And that's why I, start, I started going to the doggy daycare. I'm like, I have to introduce myself to this girl because she's so pretty. And then the coffee shop that was the building before it was the doggy daycare, I was going in and I started dating those girls because they were so hot. And that's why I went in. How do you not know to just put a hot girl there and then people are going to show up? How does that not register with people? I will buy coffee from that place if the girl is pretty who is working in there. I will go in and annoy her. Hey, what's happening, baby? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, let me get a little latte. <laughs> oh, it is funny, though, because I swear, if any of these if if I had seen when I'm walking by these places that there's like a beautiful girl in there, I would stop and go in like, oh, wh- when did you guys open? Oh, I, I live right across the street. I didn't even know. Oh, really? Oh, that's fascinating. Oh, who am I kidding? You know I would totally do it. It's like, how could you not have the business sense? And like, well, we just, you know, we don't go by that. We just, I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't want to make any money from people walking out. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to be superficial. That's fine. But uh, then you'll probably be out of business. And I mean, I know that's not the way other people think, but uh, it works for me. Like I said, who goes into a doggy daycare center if you don't have a pet? Unless there's somebody hot working. Like, Hello. Uh, so do you guys... Um, you house a dog? So what if it, if if it's a neighbor's dog that you <laughs> I didn't have anything to say? Oh, but then I started hanging out with her. We're still friends. Now you know me. I'm always looking for action. <laughs> uh, oh, it just seems like the most obvious thing. Put a pretty girl in front of the coffee shop. I'm gonna go in. Who's working behind the counter? I'm going to go in there. I it, I don't understand why you don't understand it. Oh, that's that's not right. Oh, it's not right? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, well, listen. That's what we like. That's what everybody likes. I guarantee their business would go up 50%. You put somebody really pretty in there. Seems like the most obvious thing, as shallow as that sounds. Just seems really obvious. Put a pretty girl behind the dry cleaner counter. There's four dry cleaners around here. Put a pretty girl behind the counter. I'm going. That's how I go into the place I went now. They used to have the prettiest girl working there. Her name was Lynn. I'll never forget. She moved to Texas. And I'm like, I'm going to choose this one. This is the most obvious thing for me. You know, now I'm friends with the family. I'm friends with the, you know, the the, the woman who owns the rent, her son and everything. So now I would never leave there. But I'm just saying. I definitely walked in because she was really cute. Oh, yeah, I'm shallow. But that's your problem. That's how I give my business away <laughs> and everything. And then I'll take them out for dinner, buy them dinner, and then they'll go to a place to buy their boyfriend a steak. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is the life of Dave Juskow and what a mess it is. But sometimes, you know, it's very exciting. And the people that you meet when you're walking down the street each day, turnstiles. 
what a week of perfect Just Cow in the City presentation, the way the podcast is supposed to be. Just Cow, how he lives on the city with meager means and a meager brain set, and somehow he continues to survive. It's fascinating. And that'll all be continued on next week's episode of Just Cow in the City. I hope everybody has a lovely week. It's a beautiful time of the year, as you know. It's a beautiful day looking out the window. And I really hope everybody has a wonderful rest of your October heading towards Halloween. It's exciting, isn't it? Halloween. I just had a Halloween donut today. I got a picture for it on the bonus show. The Halloween donut at Dunkin' Donuts. It's orange, and it's got a little, you know, chocolate munchkin in the middle. Oh, it's like a spider web. So it sounds gross, but it was delicious. And that is the season. So we'll see you next time on another exciting episode of Just Go in the City. Good night, everybody. Don't take my-